What is going on, Technology family? And welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. Now, this episode is mostly going to be based on news. And some of those news, I'm going to be doing a rant on them. Some of them you will know. And some of you know why are we doing this rant on. So... And besides that, uh, we don't have a movie review for you for y'all today, so um, that will be saved for next week's episode. But uh, before we get into the uh, to the mainstream news, uh, first off, we got to talk a little sports news as the Texas Rangers have won the 2023 World Series, winning in five games against the Arizona Dimebackers. This is their first World Series title win since their founding in 1961. And Corey Seven become the fourth player to win multiple MVP awards. So congratulations to Mr. Corey Seven and of course to, to the new and reigning World Series champs, the Texas Rangers. So that's the end of the baseball season and we'll see y'all in next April. And with that being said, now let's get into our mainstream news. First thing we're going to talk about is Disney pulled Jonathan Major's film from the release schedule. So currently, uh, J- Jonathan Major's had a film coming from uh, the 20th Century Studios, which was once 20th Century Fox, but now Disney bought the rights to it. So, but, um, Let's read this story coming from from CNN. Disney has removed a film project starring actor Jonathan Majors, who was set to stand trial for assault next month. Like I said, uh, he's innocent, but um, they're still going forward with this trial. So it is what it is. But it has been removed from a release calendar, which is called Magazine Dreams. I think that's where the movie plays um, an amateur bodybuilder. And it was released slated to, to open on December 8th. But in an email shared with CNN on Friday, the studio indicated that the film will no longer have a release date. The movie was directed by Elijah Burton and also stars uh, Helen Benedict. It was acquired by Searchlight. Oh, there, there it is. So it was produced by Searchlight um, the, the Pictures, not uh, 20th Century Studios. But um, it did receive an acclaim at Sundance earlier this year. So I think they will still release the film, but not right now. I think they will release the film after the trial is uh, uh, it's over. But but then again, I say, why are they still doing this trial? We all know he's innocent, but. The accuser just don't want don't want to let uh, let it rest. Hey, it is what it is. But um, but that's not the only thing we're gonna continue on as far as uh, we'll get into more dizzy dizzy news in a second. Now, we got some news that Disney confirms that Wanda is uh, is confirmed dead. As you can see, uh, Wanda was uh, was was previously seen 
in the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So the question is, did she have the best MCU story arc? And um, let's read this. Let's read this uh, story from 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 Screen Rant. In a new book titled Marvel Studios: The Marvel Cinematic Universe, an official timeline, Scarlet Duke, Scar Scarlet Witch's tragic demise appears to be confirmed. The book says, Wanda destroyed the Wonder Gore and collapsed it on herself, any two great threats to all the multiverse. Additionally, the entry in the book has a symbol corresponding to the major character's death, officially confirming Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch faith. So, if that if that is true, then uh, Marvel probably knew that um, Elizabeth Olsen's contract with Marvel uh, was coming was coming to an end. So that's where that's why they probably write uh, uh, Scarlet Witch's um, the death in in um, in, in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So we got a, a full confirmation there. So and um, everybody, we we kept. I remember we kept saying that um, there's no way um, Scarlet Witch could have died after that, even though it collapsed. There's no way. So, with that being confirmed, now Scar uh, 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 Scarlet Witch is officially dead, and um, and Elizabeth and Elizabeth Olsen's contract with Marvel is probably up. So, no more Scarlet Witch, but we're still in the multiverse. Only time will tell, and we might get, we might get another Scarlet Witch in another in another in another universe. We'll see. The actor strike could finally end in a few days. Let's hope. But let's read this article from the from Deadline saying, Sac Afron and the MPAPA." Continue to communicate intermittently Sunday as they close in on a possible reaching a new deal that could end the 108 day strike. There is a feeling of optimism and a guilt source told Deadline today. Looks like we are in a final stretch, a senior studio source added. Both sides express confidence a major deal could be reached in within days. But as before caution, the situation is still fluid. From our understanding, SAC Afron and the studios have gained significant traction on bridging the gap over it has been tremendously a success based on the cooperation for streaming shows and their cast. Let's just hope that the streaming could end before uh, Thanksgiving. Because if not, 2024 is going to feel like a dead... That's all you're going to hear. None but dead silence when it comes to the summer movies and the fall TV season. That's what it's going to feel like. Moving on. Matthew Perry. Why his loss hit people more harder than most celebrity deaths? Well, I can tell you one thing. If you're a fan of the Friends show, then you will know why. 
But let's read this article coming from Variety. Perry's untimely passing feels especially tragic in this life. Given last year's uh, candid autobiography, the chapter-closing nature of 2021's Friends reunion, and the growing opportunities for him outside of sitcoms, a second ad felt imminent. Perry had plenty more to give, even a, at Chandler's cultural peak. It was clear the man behind him wasn't purely a, a comic. He could go big, and his skills as a humorist cannot be overstated. But so many of his great lines was pitched or tossed off. They found the honesty in the moment. His sarcasm ground in nature timing made even the baldest jokes fit controversial uh, pattern. Now, I know we have lost uh, some great people. And when they play like certain roles in certain movies or, or certain television series, it, it cannot be a, a, a match. Like, you could try to get someone else to try to uh, live up to their, their standards. So, like, and Matthew Perry is one of those people, like, you cannot be untouched when it comes to the cast of, of Friends. Like, that can't be, uh, that, will be, that will be untouchable. That's all I'm saying. So... It's just a um, it's just a tragic for every time we lose a celebrity and we just remember them for the for the roles that 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 that, that they played and give us like uh, memories that that we will uh, cherish. Moving on, Daredevil hired Punisher producer to be the showrunner of a new show. Let's read this article for Variety. Daredevil born again has found a new creative team, uh, Dereto Soturpain, sorry if I pronounced the name, who wrote executive produced on Netflix Marvel series The Punisher, will serve as a showrunner for the new Daredevil show. After previous head writers, Chris Alden and Matt Corman, exited due to the major or creative overhaul, Orman and Corman will still be kept credited as executive producers. Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who had directed on Marvel's Moon Knight and are the lead directors on, on season two of Loki, will step in to direct the rest of the first season of Daredevil Born Again as part of the show's creative overhaul. So let's see if this new um, group can help put things back in order. And then once the... Um, the SAG after, after strike is over, then everything will be, uh, will come for full forential. Moving on. Snow White remake gets pushed back a year. So, does anyone care at this point? <laughs> I know. I know at this point. But um, let's read what, uh, what, what Kevin Burrita had to say. The live-action Snow White movie has been given a new release date on March 21st, 2025. This is just under one year after what was its original release date could have been, which was March 22nd of 2024. 
The news also follow rumors that the film is at risk of a serious delay, even through the filming was mostly complete before the project was shut down due to the film industry strikes. A new image was shown that was revealed that Zegler in the lead role are joined by seven uh, conversations, which was finally revealed how Doc and his pals will be precipitated in the remake. So, they put up a new um, uh, image showing that um, that Snow White is with the Seven Dwarfs. But if you look into that picture, it can, it looks very CGI like. Like I highly doubt they hire any real life dwarf actors. It kind of similar to like when you guys watch the trailer for the new uh Willy Walker film. And you see what, um, dang, who's the actor that's playing, um, uh, the, the little Oopa Loopa? Uh, I think it, I think it was Jew Law for a second. Let me see real quick. Uh, no, Hugh Grant. That, that's the name. Uh, uh, I was thinking Jew Law for a second. But, um, uh, yeah, Hugh Grant is playing the little Oopa Loopa. And now he's not short in real life. I'm gonna tell you one thing. So yeah, they had the CGI that, and I and I think they're doing the same for Snow White. And, well, it's just that Snow White. So thank God they put the dwarves back in there and not the seven and get rid of the seven dirty hippies that they got before. So yeah, enough said about that. But um. Yeah, let's move on. Twitter drops $25 billion in value. Studios cut percent on platforms by almost 50%. So let's read what Fortune had to say about the story. A year ago, tech mobile Eli Musk gripped that he was obviously overpaying for Twitter in a 44 billion deal that the social network sued him to complete. Now we know how inflated Musk believes that his bid was. X, the name of the new Twitter, on Monday informed employees eligible for the stock grant that they will receive shares at the vindication of 19 billion. Advertising event revenue has plugged as such as much as sixty percent amongst ongoing concerns about hate speech and misinforming Hollywood studios. Once a major spender have reduced spending on the platform up to fifty percent. Hey, can't say, can't can't say too much about that, but um. Moving on. The Hunger Games cast can now promote the film, scoring a, a SAG uh, agreement. Wow. I guess you get uh get that um that that in that in terms and get that waiver for like uh promoting your film. So I didn't know that. So but um let's read what what Indy Wyatt has to say about this. Hunger Games, 
the bald of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the new Hunger Games or prequel film, has acquired a, 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 a interim agreement for the SAG Afron, which will enable its stars to promote the film ahead of its release on November 17th. Songbirds and Snakes is a release from Lionsgate, which is not a part of the AMPTA affiliate company, despite being a, a mini major studio, thus making it a theatrical release eligible. Lionsgate is an independent company. So, you got uh, you guys got to understand here. A24, um, Lionsgate, any any uh, studio that is not Paramount, Universal, Warner Brothers, Sony, and Disney. Those are the uh, the, the major five uh, major five star studios there. If they are not part of of the of the big five, then they will get some um some internal um uh, waivers as far as I um going into the the, the five phases of produ uh, production. So um it's a good thing that um they got the waiver because when it comes to the to the Hunger Games, it is like a um a franchise one of the uh, great franchises from Lionsgate. Because Lionsgate had the Saw franchise, the Hunger Games franchise, um, the John Wick franchise, so, and um, and and the Expendable franchise, so, yeah. So um, let's move on from that. Um, the Godzilla's uh, series uh, moniker has their first review, and it looks promising. So, looking from Rotten Tomatoes, it's currently sitting at 88%. And let's read some of the view reviews here. So, we got one. Got one here coming from Nicholas uh, DeGhetto from Discussing Films saying, This is more ground-level approach to the world of monsters, and its character is nice change of pace from the movies. Usual focus on the Ambrose uh, Spectrum. All right, that's a good one there. All right, let's read another one. Same. This is coming from Corey Coleman for the Double Toss. Same. If you want to see WrestleMania with a giant creatures, you you are not really get going to get it here. Um, Marcher and the Legacy of Monsters is slow. It's slowly and carefully starting flesh out in a in the universe all right then and uh-oh we got one rodney here uh this one's coming from clint walterton from consequence uh, consequence sorry if i've asked the, the company name but um <clears throat> and he says let's hope the remaining episodes of the season cut to the chase but quick as it is, it feels like a leg of the monster universe that they chose to place its focus too heavily on the human half of this equivalent. Now, I've been saying this for years. When it comes to like um, to certain characters that is not like a human character, like like give us something, give us something to care for. Like if you are, if you're not gonna give that certain human character something to believe in, then why should we? 
I've been saying that for years. Um, continue on. Uh, we got one coming from Alice Wrenchard from the Universe saying, All of the multimedia franchise installments, Marshall is easily the most ambitious and, clump, and complex, to, the complex to date. So that's a good one there. And got another one here coming from Empire Magazine, John Lopez saying, Not quite the Marshall Universe high point, but it's far from its low point either. With some satisfying low format, world building, and hugely enjoyable dude performances from Kurt and Ryan Russell. So, uh, we got uh, at least some human um, uh, acting uh, good from there. So, that, that's always a little bit good to hear. Um, uh, next one we come in, got from uh, Charles Pemberton from The Verge saying... March Art Legacy of Monsters focuses on the individual people spurred to, to action by the emergence of Godzilla and his fellow uh, Titans is exactly what makes the show a surprise delight. One that feels like a potential to be a both uh, be, be a prior to be a prior hit for Apple TV Plus. So, in case y'all didn't know that, that it would the, the series will premiere on Apple TV Plus, so they, they get your watch watch list uh, ready for that. Moving on, Deadpool three plans to restart filming in twenty twenty four. Now, I can tell you one thing: it will not make its uh, May twenty twenty four premiere as, as it was before, but um. Let's read this story from Coming Berea saying, According to Deadline, the anticipated Deadpool 3 now looks to set resuming film, uh, filming on, in January of 2024. The upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe blockbuster is around 50% complete, all but confirming that the, mo that the movie will not make its original premiere day in May of 2024. Despite Marvel Studios' Having yet to make it an official announcement on any ships, but based on its current timeline, Deadpool three could be completed as early as March twenty twenty four before it enters up uh, post production. So, I'm gonna say one thing: it's not gonna make its original date. I think it's gonna it's probably gonna make it around. Maybe in the summer or maybe by fall season. We'll see. Depends on how they how they do in the rest of the um production shooting and of course in um in, um, in post production. But we'll see. Was Joe Russo jab at Martin Corsese's over the line? Hmm. Let's read what Variety had to say about this. The Avengers filmmaker Joe Russo has caused a quite a stir on social media for posting a response to a recent TikTok featuring Martin Grisazzi. The actor's winning daughter, Francisca, posts a TikTok 
this month in which Scorsese, uh, playful directs his dog, Oscar. Russo responded by posting a video, which he tells Scorsese the same uh, the same moose. The camera pans out to reveal Russo is holding his own dog, woman he just called Bot's office. Russo's video is currently trying to be playful, but is rubbing many film writers and the industry professionals the wrong way. Ooh, damn. That might cause a bad rap there. But uh, moving on. Um, Netflix scored 15 million as supported subs, binge three episodes before getting the fourth ad free. Alrighty, let's read what The Verge had to say about this story. Netflix will soon start cutting down commercials if you're on a binge watch kick. Starting at the beginning of next year, the streamer will toss in in an ad-free episode after you watch three episodes in a row. In addition to the binge-watching update, Netflix has also reported that its ad-supported plan has extracted $15 million monthly active users in a year following its launch. That's a sign that ad tiers is still growing. As Netflix reported 5 million monthly uh, active users streaming with ads in May. So that, that's a good there. So moving on from there. Um, we got a first look at Chris Pratt's Garfield. Man, Chris Pratt been taking all the voice actors lately. So um, he did Lego. He did Super Mario. And now Garfield. Man. He's just winning it on, on the voice acting side. But um, let's read what the comic book reader has to say about this. Chris Pratt managed to prove the haters wrong on his take on Mario. Through the video game icon, isn't the only icon character he's set to play. Next up is everyone's favorite lasagna-loving cat, Garfield. Alongside with Pratt. Garfield's impressive Ezreal cast, including Samuel Jackson, who has been cast as Garfield's father, marking the first time we met that character in any media. Uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, Hannah Womanham, Cicely Strom, Ben Rames, uh, Brett Goldstein, and Barbara Yang. So, hopefully, we get some more details on the new Chris Pratt Garfield. And what will be the uh, when it will be its release date? So hopefully we get some new details on that. Continue talking about the uh, the the actor strike. Major actors told the strike will be over soon. Hmm. Let's see what TH had to say. Things are looking a little less scary for Hollywood this past weekend. Well, Halloween weekend. While expressing that the talks are headed to the right direction, one studio side source says that it could take a few days to work through many issues. Two additional studio side sources say that talks are progressing overall in a substantial way, that the deal could be imminent. Multiple prior actors saying that they received word that the deal 
could be at hand soon as well. Both sides are facing pressure to release a new three-year agreement in timely matter. Studios has expressed to the union that their 2024 slave films will be in jeopardy if a deal is not reached this week. So, I already said it. Like, if there's no deal being reached by Thanksgiving 2024, y'all be in trouble. So, going back to um to Deadpool 3, a title has not yet been finalized. So, let's read what Carmen Maria has to say about that one. In a separate interview with The Wrap, Levy confirmed that Deadpool 3 would not be the film's final title. No, there's still no title yet. I sometimes reference to it as Deadpool vs. Wolverine, or Deadpool and Wolverine, or Deadpool 3 with Wolverine. We got a few titles we have been banning out, but boy, it's a tough one. Specifically, a lot of details remain, and a mystery void for now. But Wade and Wolverine are expected to find themselves trapped in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, I mean, you can keep Deadpool 3 because the way you have the logo, like, um, you got the Deadpool uh, mask logo, and then you got the, um, the claws showing the, uh, uh, um, the, showing the, uh, the number three. So, it's, uh, it's good. So, I say just, uh, just keep that. If you ask me. But, um, moving on. The House of Dragons Season 2 is coming this summer. Thankfully, at least we'll have something to watch um, in the summer on uh, HBO Max. But um, let's see what Kamaburi has to say about this. Variety has reported that Season 2 of the Game of Thrones spin-off series, uh, The House of Dragon, will be premiering in summer of 2024 on HBO and Max. The announcement was made by the Network Chiefs of uh, Cassie Burr at the press event on season two, where he also screened that the first trailer for the upcoming season, many movies and television shows has been postponed because of the injury strikes, but the House of Dragon was not infected. The show script has already been completed prior to the strikes, while the cast members are under contract with the UK's equality rather than the Zag Afron. So, like I've been telling y'all the difference between that. So, at least we're getting the House of Dragons this summer. Thank God. Blade, Moshacha Ali, nearly left the film to the demise of his own film. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I told y'all I was going to do a rant, but um, let's read this story first. This was coming from Slash Film, saying, Now, a report from in Variety revealed behind-the-scenes trouble with the film has grown so frustrated that Ali came close to completely walking away from the movie altogether. Here's a glimpse of how strange things it become, as Variety put it. At one point, the script mostly into a narrow lead by women and filled with life lessons, Blade was ingurgitated for a fourth lead and a bizarre idea considering that the studio had the two-time Oscar winner Ali on board. Yeah, that's right. 
Blade was not even going to be the main character in the Blade movies. I got a whole lot of uh, shit about to say about this. Like, what y'all doing is basically Blade Trinity all over again. Like, in the movie, Blade was not even uh, the full lead character. Uh, yeah, of course, you had Jessica Bell and Ryan Reynolds in that thing um, helping out um, at Blade there. But, like, is he really, like, the full main main character in Blade Trinity? I don't think so. And this is exactly what y'all doing here. But worse, like, oh, my God. This is why I say the MCU needs a full wake-up call. They need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. And am I already done it? Um, for those of y'all who watched WWE back in the day, do y'all remember that storyline where Vince McMahon said he was bringing in the NWO and he did that promo saying, I'm going to inject the WWF with the lethal dose of poison. If anybody's going to kill my creation, I'm going to kill my own creation. And this is exactly what Kevin Feige is doing with Marvel. Like, after um, Avengers Endgame, he nearly take that Marvel plane from manual and put that thing into autopilot. Like, he needs to step up, put his hands back on the driving wheel, and be a boss again, and go back to where we was so that all the fans can be interested again. But it seems to me they're not interested anymore. Like, um, after Phase 3, there were some, some movies and television series that was good in Phase 4, and there were some that was trash. Now, going into Phase 5, like, the only good thing you had so far is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Loki uh, Season 2. Now, do we expect... Um, the upcoming Marvel's movie to do good? I don't think so. I highly doubt that will happen. And um, speaking of a uh, blade, like y'all better put this thing back together, fix it up real good, because if you don't, I'm gonna be real pissed off. That's all I'm gonna say. Get rid of that idea about having the, the lead win by women. No, no, no. And feel the light lesson. No, 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 no. No. You need to do the Blade movie right. Mahasha Ali, he is the real lead actor. This is his movie, not someone else's movie. Okay? So, y'all need to get your stuff together. Moving on, Dizzy to buy out Hulu from Comcast 
for a minimum of 8.6 billion, probably more. So, Hulu, uh, Disney got finally control of Hulu. Now, Comcast had to move their stuff to Peacock, which is uh, that made sense there. But, um, let's see what Variety has to say about this. Hulu's equity fail value has been assets as of September 30th, 2023, by bankers enlisting that each side in Coindesk with parties agree uh, in progress. Comcast has tapped Morgan Stanley and Disney hired JP Morgan Chase, per a CNBC report. If the numbers calculated by Disney and Comcast bankers are not within 10% of each other, two, the two bank firms will pick a third film to make another estimate, and Hulu's final evaluation will be average of the two figures they are clo closely to, uh, to each other. So, that's all I can say much about that. Highlander Remake will include the original Queen songs. So, we got some original there. And um, let's read what the rap has to say about this. One of the more iconic elements of Highlander the high-concept fantasy adventure from the 1986 that went on to a spawn of long-running franchise is the movie Songs, written and performed by Queen. And Chad Thompson will be directing the remake of From Lionsgate, which will also star Harry Cavill, and says that these songs will return for the new movie. Yes, Stratensky told the rap. Queen wrote and recorded songs for the original Highlander and released an album, A Kind of Magic, in 1986 that served as the official soundtrack of the, of the movie. So, it'll be good seeing um, the the songs from, from Queen and while uh, Harry Cavill will be the, uh, will star in the new uh, Highlander movie. Jennifer Lawrence it's open to return for more Hunger Games. So let's see what Variety has to say about this. Jennifer Lawrence told Variety in June during her No Hard Feelings press tour that she is totally open to reply her Hunger Games role as Katniss uh, Everdeen should there be the right opportunity to arise. She added at the time, if Katniss ever, ever could ever come back in my life, 100%. But franchise producer Nia Jotri and director Fran Lores aren't counting on it. Why? Because Katniss stories feel complete, and it will hear it will be a hinge on the Hunger Games author Susan Collins wanting to be revisit Kat Katniss himself. So, my thing is, if you're gonna bring Jen Jennifer Lawrence back, uh, make it meaningful and make the story meaningful. That's all I can say about that. Uh, we got a, a, a story here from from HBO Max coming from Variety saying that Max this week 
began notifying subscribers that the standard ad-free plan priced at $15.99 per month or $149.99 per year that the service will no longer include 4K titles with full HD at um, 108p uh, top resolution available. And they will also be streamed on only two devices simultaneously down from three before. Going into 4K content will only be available on Matt's Ultimum ad-free plan, which costs $19.99 per month or, the, or at a... 199.99 per year provides the availability to watch out the four costume of uh, the streamers. So it is what it is. But um going on from that, uh we got a story here uh showing that they showed a, a new trailer for a new upcoming series called Shogun which will be released in, uh, in February, which is my birthday month, on FS and Hulu. And let me tell you something. When I saw this um, trailer, I was very interested. I can't wait for that, that, show, that show to come out. But um, let's read the, the storyline that came from FS saying, Shogun follows a collision between two ambitious men from different worlds and a mysterious female samurai. Jack Blackthorn, a risk-taker English sail sailor who ends up in a shipwreck in Japan, a land with unfamiliar culture, will unmittingly redefine him. Lord Torgun, a shorn and powerful man at odds with his own dangerous political rivals, and Lady Morko, a woman with invisible skills but dishonor family ties, who must provide her values and her, uh, and allegiance. So, I can't wait for that show in February. So, we got some news on Five Nights at Freddy's. And this one coming from the rap saying, Five Nights at Freddy's is, is Peacock's most watched film or TV series within the first five days of availability, according to the streamer. The Blumhouse Horror f uh, Movie achievement came alongside a sky-high 80 million domestically and a uh, 133 million global uh, opening weekend. The 20, the $20 million PG-13 adaptation of the popular video game uh, series surpassed the, the five-day viewership totals for Halloween Ends and the Super Mario Brothers movie. So that, that's some good numbers there. And like I said, um, if you're one of those that that, that that saw the movie in theaters, good for you. If you were just one of those movies that's just like, oh, I want to watch it at home and FIFA, that's good. Or you're that type of person saying like, oh, that's watching it in theaters, and now I want to watch it again in Peacock, that's all good. So uh, the, uh, for at least Five, Five Nights at Freddy's is still winning at the end. We got some update on The Last of Us Season 2. And we got a story from Screen Rant saying, HBO, HBO's The Last of Us Season 2 receives a tentative filming start date as the next chapter of the PlayStation video game adaptation is expecting to start film in early 2024. The, show, the hit show 
starring Pedro Morales at Pedro Pascal as a at the smuggler Joe Miller, who was hired to escort uh, Bailey Ramsey Elliot Williams across North America, ravaged by a deadly fear of, uh, virus that turns victims into monstrous beings. The Last of Us Season 2 will pick up after Season 1, adapting the events of the 2020, 2020 video game sequel, The Last of Us Part 2. So, I can't wait for, for, for that show to come back. And then lastly for today, we got a trailer for the new uh, Echo series. And uh, first off, let me before I read the story here, um, I know a lot of people are not interested in Echo, but we do know that Daredevil and Kingpin will be in, uh, in the series, and we got our fr and we got a look from uh, from Kingpin in the trailer, and ooh ooh, I'm gonna tell you one thing: this is not a PG show. And I'm going to tell y'all why. So let's read what, what Variety had to say about this. Um, the Marvel series Echo, which debuted in an inaugural trailer on, Mon on Friday and will premiere on January 10th, containing the first, uh, the several first uh, of the company and its first Marvel Studios production that will debut simultaneously on Disney Plus and Hulu. The first that will have every episode available to binge at once. And the first that will be rated TMA. You heard me right. It is rated TMA. That's why I told you it's not a PG show. You will see some blood and some violence on there. So if you don't believe me, watch the first trailer. So, um... But that's all I have for you guys today. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell when new episodes or video are uploaded. And if you're listening to me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast streaming platform, don't give, don't forget to follow me there as well. So you will get updates on when new episodes are uploaded. But um, with that being said, this is Trico, and I'm signing off, y'all. Peace.